I think I just destroyed this again. Yes, like I said before, somebody, they, I, I was sent um, information this morning that I probably was retarded because, <laughs> because of the way I was um, chipping all of stocking the information. You know, it wasn't really clear. But like I told you, none of this is doctored. So, you know, forgive me for the way it's coming through. Um, I ain't writing shit down. Not, none of this is scripted. It's just coming off the top of my head after so many years. So, you know, whoever is sending this, yes, fuck you too. Thank you for the message this morning. Um, this is just raw, as it is. You know, you don't have to like it. I'm just putting out evidence of what went down. That got me to this point in time. So back to where I was, like I was saying, um, I'm working at that point in time. I'm staying in touch with my girlfriend in um, North South Carolina. Every single day, we talk. We talk after work. We talk while I'm working. We talk before work, you know. Sometimes we even pray together in the morning. You know, I call her in the morning, find out what she's doing. We pray um, on the phone. I wake her up, basically, you know. We pray on the phone, and I was in love with the girl, like, just too in love with her. You know, she sounded very, very plain, humble, you know, we never put up airs. I don't remember any time we ever argued. I don't remember any time we ever argued. You know, there was nothing fake about anything. But I always had misgivings. I never, no, I never had misgivings about what she was doing. What I always had misgivings about was what, how prepared I was, I was at that point in time to actually marry somebody. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of commitment, of course. That's what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for no girlfriend boy. I wanted commitment, serious commitment. Most of them chicks I met in Brooklyn, you know, the girls I met in Brooklyn, they... They were real, you know what I'm talking about? But, no, I would not do my lady no harm like that. Even though we were that far apart, you know, from the south to the east coast, never once, never once, you know, you wouldn't see me, you didn't see me talk to anybody on some, you know, how are you doing, I would like to know you tip, never, not once. Um, I never wrote, I never, I never did no side shit, never. With me, it was all about business, no fucking around. You know, so I respected her that much, not because I respected her, but because I loved her. So, you know, respect, of course, naturally comes out of that. So we kicking it. Um, we talk every single day, all around the clock. Um, where I'm off work, she came from wealthy parents, from what I gathered. You know, so, you know, she didn't work. At that point in time, she was not working. Later, she you know, went for a real estate course and stuff to get her degree in management or something. But at that point in time, we were talking. She was always at home. She had all the time to herself. So she was just with her family at home, always on the phone. Um, if I'm not talking with her, I'm talking with her kids, her adopted kids, basically. I think she only had one. The rest were adopted. Um, a black girl, Zoe, and um, a black I think another black guy, but um, they sounded plain, there was no airs, you know, they sounded like good peoples, so yeah, of course, um, everything about her, I never had no qualms, I even talk with her mom sometimes on the phone, 
you know, on the camera. I never did talk with her dad. I never met her dad. But it's her mom. I, I talk with her mom. I talk with her, the kids and stuff. If I'm not training. Um, so she didn't really have any cause to suspect or think maybe I'll do her wrong. That was never in the program. And I never did find any issue with her too. I used to chat with, if I'm not chatting with her, I'm chatting with her friend. So anyways, we start getting serious at that point in time. I'm still working. But then I'm sending money back home. And then I, um, I started being more strategic. When I say strategic, everything has to start coming down in chops and bits now. How much you spend, how much you make, how much you're not making. You know, so then I start looking at myself. I start looking at myself. I'm not really making too much because after sending money back home, which was like once or twice or three times, I can't remember too much how that went. But I know I didn't send money that much working there because at the end of the day, I send money back home. I pay tight. I pay phone bill. I pay for the TV, um, you know, I put on subscription, you know, for my TV, the cable and stuff, pay, send money back home, pay in church, my tight. I didn't have enough, like, I didn't have much, I didn't have much in my pocket, you know what I mean, I didn't have much in my pocket, so, man, I, <laughs> I, at a certain point in time, I loved the job though, don't get me wrong. I was, I was working my ass off. But I think I was doing more at work than in the gym. Of course, I have time to relapse, get myself together and train. But I was doing more at work than more than in the gym. So, you know, when, when, when I'm done working, I go to the gym, I come back, I'm already tired, I cook. I'm on the phone with Jen and stuff. We're kicking it. That's just how life was going. Later, I get to talk to the, you know, um, my boss, Pat Russell, because he started getting a little bit concerned that I'm doing more working. They start having this conception that probably I came around to just make money. That's what they start thinking, that, you know, he's just, he just wants to make money. He, does, he doesn't want to bark. I say, no, it's not like that. Because I kept asking them. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been training since. I had not done a whole lot of sparring. I'd sparred a few, but, I, I, you know, sparring wasn't really coming in too much at that point in time. Because my first coach, Sosa, in Cops and Kids, he, he was being too much of a dictator, basically, you know. Do this combination, da-da-da-da-da, and when you miss it, you know, 10 push-ups. I mean, it was getting so demeaning because, mind you, you had kids over there looking at me in the gym, you know, like some slave, you know, get on, you know, push-up, do push you know. He was being too crazy. So I had to leave him and go to the other coach, the Cuban coach, who was more homely and respect, respectful of me as a human being, first of all. You know, so I think that was like that kind of initiated beef in the gym because of that. But you know, it was just on the snick. But it, it did initiate beef because I remember sparring one of his fighters, and he was telling him he was coaching him more than me. I think that was the first bit that you know took me off, 
and I had to, you know, change change to the next coach. But um, the guy was a heavyweight. I didn't do too well in that sparring, you know what I mean? But I was getting to him in the later part, wearing, I was just breaking him methodically down. But, you know, he was, I was taking a whole lot of shots from him, but he ran out of gas. So, so <laughs> when I was eventually getting to him in the later rounds, he ran out of gas. But, you know, I took a whole lot of shots to do that because, you know, we're talking about a heavyweight there. So, um... I guess we were supposed to do a return return sparring match. That never happened because, you know, later I left. But before then, I think Pat Russell saw that, um, that I got a good laugh out. They got a good laugh out of that. Even at work, they were laughing at me. <laughs> so, you know, I just had to saddle up and do better, train better. I sparred a few. I didn't really, it wasn't really like I was sparring competition besides him. Though they had another guy, I think by the name of Ice Cream, some other dude, black dude, or the all black dudes, just a few um, Puerto Ricans, I believe, and um, one Russian kid. Um, yeah, I believe that was just what it was. But, anyways, um, that was how it was going down. He wasn't really too, and when I say he, I'm talking about Pat Russell, he wasn't too pleased about my side i mean with work it was okay but my side in the gym they wanted to see more of me so when i got to understand what was going on in the gym i then let him know like yo look i have to provide for family back home i have to provide for self i'm paying phone bill i'm paying tv i'm paying sending money back home i'm not i'm not really making anything you know what i mean so and then i was working shift on the floor working with the cashier and working in the butcher shop you know breaking oxtails and stuff so man i was i was doing more of my training <laughs> at the business place at work than in the gym i speak to him about it and ask him you know do you think i can get a raise please so i could work less and train more uh he says no i say okay um do you think there's anywhere you could maybe you could move me to a different section where I could make more. You know what I mean? Yeah. He says no. I say, okay, um, do you know anybody I could go work for? Maybe I could get a better pay and stuff. You know, basically, I'm saying I want, I want to leave because things are not working out well. I'm putting too much down in at work than the gym. I mean, I don't party, I don't go to clubs. All I just did back then was just work, train, work, train, go to church, work, train, work, train. <laughs> he says, no, you know, I've done what I can. It can't go more than that. Um, but they probably started thinking I was putting some elf arrogance. You know, they're probably thinking I'm putting some kind of elf arrogance or something. I don't know why. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. They didn't know I was just taking things seriously, working. But they felt I was putting some kind of air of arrogance. So I'm like, I'm, this is my life right here. And, you know, I can't just forego my family because I want to get somewhere in life. You know, my family contributed to where I am. You know, so if things cannot change and you can't help me then, you know, I'll, I'll have to leave. 
you know, he didn't, you know, Pat Russell was cool, he's calm, he, he don't really show anger or emotion like that. Of course, maybe because of being a cop or naturally that's what he is, I don't know. But, you know, we said our goodbyes, I'm talking about, you know, this is how it's going to be. He didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. So I tell him, yeah, um, and then I started doing my homework. I say, maybe I'll have to leave New York, go to somewhere different. He says, okay, whatever you, whenever you make up your mind, you let me know. So at that point in time, I was still working. Uh, my girlfriend, Jen, Jen started talking with me about making it more serious. Jen had already started talking about coming over to New York. You know, like, if you really want me and if you really want this to be official, why don't I come over? Let's make, maybe let's stay a bit and then get married. <laughs> so, I'm like, nah, um, I'm indecisive a bit at that point in time. I was indecisive. And I was a, little, a bit scared. <laughs> like, I'm not going, you know, like, you know, I might just go and call it forever at this point in time. You know, I, I, some, some, something in my heart was telling me, are you sure you've, you know, you've checked around first before you just make a move? You know what I mean? Because I didn't really get to see people in North Carolina. I didn't, she was my first girlfriend, basically, in the United States. So with that, I was kind of scared and stuff. And being that she's white too, which I didn't count for nothing, but, you know, I'm in Brooklyn. And my homeboys here in Brooklyn at work start talking about, you know, like, yo, how did you meet? <laughs> you know, I didn't know there were racial lines like that. But they start making it kind of, you know, complex. Like, you did something that's complex, you know, like, how did you meet this chick? And, you know, how did you get her? Da, 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 you know, I start thinking maybe I've not seen enough, so I need to be sure. But then again, I mean, it's Brooklyn. And, you know, one thing about Brooklyn is everybody's straightforward. They, they don't fuck around. They, they, I, I like that. It reminds me back home, of, of being back home. Everybody's just very, very straightforward. They speak their mind. They tell you what it is. You know, if they want to fuck with you, they fuck with you. That's a New Yorker. If they're not fucking with you, they tell you. They don't dilly-dally. They don't sugarcoat shit. They, they, you know, they're straightforward, straight, straight up. And I love that about, you know, the girls I met there. But the side I didn't take was more of the not giving a fuck side, you know. <laughs> it sounded rude to me. I grew up in humble background. So, you know, I came up in humble beginnings. Things like that put me off fast. So I wasn't really riding with that. So, you know, Jen was just my all and all at that point in time. So I never did have any second opinions about the relationship, but commitment now became a problem because I couldn't tell her yes, I couldn't tell her no. So I think down the line, you know, she called me and she started getting angry because she's looking at it like, you know, you're a man, you know, you're fit and all that. How do I know? But somehow she had that trust, but she's just telling me verbally. How do I know if you're not screwing around or you're probably not going to get second thoughts in New York? Then girls are going to want you. You know, if you really want me, then have me. If you want me, I could come down there. We get a place. I come down with the kids. 
And I think the kids too started. I love the kids. They love me. I, all of them. You know what I mean? But I start thinking a bit on that side of, man, are you really. You've never been a husband before. Now you're going to be a husband and a father too. <laughs> all that shit dawning on me, heavy. You know, but I didn't want to break a heart. But at the same time, I didn't know what to do again. So somehow I think um, we started having problems from my indecisiveness. You know, she, and she's crying on the phone. And I'm telling her because she had not even wrapped up her divorce completely with her husband. So I'm looking at it a little bit like it looks like you're holding on to him and you're holding on to me and you don't want to make a move until you're sure. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at it like a little bit like, man, I'm disobeying God being with you because it looks like I'm still with somebody who is someone else's property. So later, you know, she's crying on the phone. We break up. I, I, I took it hard because I really love the girl. You know, I, I took it really, really hard. But we broke up. Um, that was on my verge of leaving New York. Um, people in Chef Choice who I worked with in the butcher shop breaking oxtails, which everything was, no doubt, everything was masterminded. I think Pat Russell told them to give me the option of Florida. That Florida was better, you know, more homely. Because, again, at that point in time, New York was a little bit like, a little bit of um, a rough schedule. You know, like they say, New York Minute, you don't know what can happen. But it's more about the round the clock, round the clock thing. So, I wasn't, I wanted something more laid back. When I started to get used to how the system works. You know, and then, I, like I said, I was planning, making money, knowing how much I was making and how much I was not making. So I felt maybe I could work and make more money in somewhere different where things are cheaper. Because I start, I start to figure, look at where I'm living, you know. You know, maybe with this same amount of money, I could get a better place. I could make more money to send back home. It was more about my family, more than even my own career. So from the advice of some Guyanese and um, I think they're Guyanese or Jamaican, I don't know, most the Carib my Caribbean homeboys I used to work with in the butcher shop, they let me know I should go over to Florida and it's better. Little did I know that they're giving me that option because Pat Russell was talking to them the whole Republican thing of course it's run by Republicans, Florida and it's the Tea Party zone so he tells me exactly, you know, I, I got attracted to Florida too because of Roy Jones. You know, if there's anybody at that point in time I wanted to train under, it was Roy Jones. You know, train under him or his father. So with that information at the back of my head and what my homeboys told me, I left, you know, I left for Florida, went over there to go do what it is I wanted to do not really knowing anybody and stuff, sold a few of my shit, took my bicycle <laughs> with me. My bicycle was following me everywhere. Oh, you know, on the Greyhound and shit. Went to Pensacola. 
So that was basically my New York story. I didn't really close it well with Pat Russell. Pat Russell wasn't happy about my moving. He didn't like that, you know, the whole thing. But because of the atmosphere at the gym too, and that money I was making or not making, and hardly being able to provide for my family, you know, I, I said, well, I just have to make that move to Florida. So anyways, I moved over to Florida, Pensacola. Um, the guy at the butcher shop I used to work with, one of them, you know, he told me about a trucking job and, you know, I could get better leeway driving because they had already tried me in Chef Choice as delivery. Maybe they felt I was doing too much working because I told you I was tiring. Somehow, I don't know, I was tiring. It, I don't know if it was the food or the what. I was, it's this same thing I told you that something was being administered to my system. I don't know what it was. But this shit never happened in Nigeria. But I was tiring. I don't know what, what was going on. But I felt it was natural. But anyways, I was being naive. Um, when they tried me out as a delivery guy, it didn't work out. That falling asleep thing was happening. So, you know, um, they probably put it in my, what do they call it? Um, shit. Um, supplement. <laughs> that is what happened. They put it in my supplement. I'm pretty sure about that. But I didn't. I mean, you know, the white thing, being with um, the Russians there, white supreme, like, you know, I mean, and I, I got mixed up with a whole lot of things I didn't know. But I think it was, a K, it was KKK stuff going down in North Carolina. And I think it was KKK who organized that shit. So they probably, I think they put some shit in my supplement that I bought while I was training in um, the gym, Black Eye. And then I go to New York. <laughs> Man. And I'm taking this supplement still. I believe that's what they still did here in California and in other states too. They put this shit in my supplement and I'm taking it. It's all KKK shit. I think it's GNC to be exact, but you know, I'm not, I'm not with them. I'm not bagging this shit. I don't know what they're putting it in, but I was being administered. They were administering um, you know, shit in my supplements. I, I had no clue of what was going on. Um, I was, how I know is because I was always sleeping in between work. Why? I don't know. This shit never happened back home, but I was always sleeping, sleeping in between work. I don't know why that shit was going down. Well, anyways, <laughs> I leave New York. Um, they start thinking maybe I'm old. Pat Russell at a certain point in time made a kind of, he just intimated me at a certain point in time that maybe, you know, he, he felt like most boxers who leave their country and they increase their age and they lying. You know what I mean? So that's what he felt. That's what he taught. That I probably was 30 at that point in time or 40-something and, you know, I can't get it in again. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've run down the clock, basically. I said, no, it's not. But, you know, he never told me. And we, we never, ever spoke like that on it. But, you know, he just le left bits and pieces of what he was thinking. I just had to put that together in my head to understand what was going on. I said, OK, if that's, if that's the case, you know, do your thing. 
but I'm leaving. Left New York to Florida, came to Pensacola, contacted. This, all I was doing was on Craigslist. Contacted somebody. They told me to come over to the place. It looked like a shack, like it was programmed. Um, I gave him money first. I came to see the place. It looked like it was broken in. You know, like, of course, I was, I was about to get swindled on Craigslist. So I tell him, you know, shit is not going to go down. I know some people in the police, da 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 you know, just a little bit of, you know, cold play. It wasn't really anything. I didn't really know anybody, but I was using Pat Russell to that. They gave me back my money. I contacted somebody again. Now, I think all this shit was already white, you know, white supremacy controlled or Trump. I don't know. I'm just in a big, you know mess up right now so i don't know who did what or who was doing what you know <laughs> all i'm just you, you see sometimes i speak and i pause because i'm i'm still in the dark about a whole lot of information you know but i get this angela frisch that's her name angela frisch she said i should come over we come see the place she's living there alone she has daughters but they're not living with her they're outside they're working and stuff and, um, you know, she sounds cool. She tells me that, um, you know, I could get the place. Uh, I pay for it. Of course, I'm not working, but she takes me like that. She, she, she don't mind my person. And, you know, she looked like a good person. I come in, I pay for the place. Later, I get to meet her daughter, who I get to date. I didn't know the house was bugged. I was being watched on camera, I think from New York or Florida. You know, look, like what I said before, I'm getting now to see that um, my leaving the gym back home got me bad blood with white supremacy. When I say white supremacy, I'm talking KKK shit. I'm getting to understand now again that my leaving the gym in New York got me bad blood with the Irish, we're talking Teddy Atlas now, even though I never met him all through I was in New York, we're talking Irish mob shit now, <laughs> so now I'm incurring so much shit on my wake without knowing, no knowledge about what's going down, I must sound like I'm, I'm dense right now, but it's not so, you're talking about a kid who don't even know too much of background information of what's going on. I didn't know the kind of society I got plugged into. I didn't know the kind of people I got plugged into. But at that point in time, while I'm there, back to Florida, Pensacola, um, I start making moves to get there. You know, I, I, I land in Florida with just my clothes and a bicycle. <laughs> Nothing else. But... Um, she gives me a few stuff, you know, I could just stay, um, I think she had a sofa, she said I could use a futon, I could convert into a bed and shit. I agree, no problem, I'm using that, um, no work, I'm grateful because she could take somebody who was not even, you know, who was without a job, but ready to work, but she said she could hook me up with the neighbors who are the next door, some Mexican dude who's married, and, you know, he works construction. He could give me a job. Why I said that all those stuff about Donald Trump, because now I get to understand how he got links in construction business almost all around the United States. 
and of course it's white controlled so you know these dudes don't fuck around they already did their homework before i was doing mine like they said they step ahead of me that's what um angela frisch's daughter actually threatened me with she said they're always gonna be a step ahead of me all white supremacy shit all united states army kkk shit but i didn't know about what i know now you know maybe i would have planned better who knows but i'm still doing what i'm supposed to do training now i'm with her this the next door neighbor i get to see him the next day um, some old uh, Mexican dude. He gives me a job. We work together. We go do um, foundation work. Throw in concrete and all that. Shit is going good. Everything is buttered by my standards. Even though, I mean, I'm in back of the back of the back of the country right now. I don't mind, you know. She's even surprised that, you know, what was going to make you leave New York and come to the back of the back, Florida? <laughs> you know what I mean? That she tripping like she I don't understand how you're thinking, dude. Like what's going on? But I just wanted, you know, I just thought maybe it was for the best. You know, I could make some good money there and still train. So while I'm in Florida there training, I get to this gym run by this Filipino guy. It's I think it's called Backyard Gym or something. That's after I done saved up good enough to actually go and pay gym dues. You know, so the guy says, yeah, he could take me. We could, you know, see what it is. But before I got in contact with him, I contacted Roy Jones' dad. He said he, had a, he already had people. He could not use me, blah, blah, blah. But I think still, still, these people already, when I say these people, probably Donald Trump. Teddy Atlas, I, you know, I don't know who was pushing buttons. I already had an army of people behind me now chasing me <laughs> without my knowledge. If I email, they email back. If I call, they call back. But I didn't know this is how shit worked until later. I didn't know I was being followed. I didn't know I was being, you know, blacklisted because I, already, I was already blacklisted in North Carolina. Now this is Florida. I think the same thing was happening already. But I didn't know what camp was doing what because now i have kkk on my tail i have the irish mob on my tail the police actually nypd so you know i have sophisticated people against me all i have is just a cell phone and a laptop and i don't know i'm not a tech guy i don't know how she'd be getting down <laughs> but i'm just going however I'm not seeing color, I'm not judging, I'm not, you know, I'm just living my life, you know, being a Christian and stuff, and super naive, if I may mention again. But as the shit is just getting down, <sighs> I start getting in deep, in too deep with her daughter, um, sleep around a little bit with her, um, later down the line, I start seeing that's a very mighty big, huge mistake doing that in the first place. Because this is somebody who's sleeping around with the whole town. Like, <laughs> Jackie was fucking around with the whole town. Like, straight up, she bring him to the house, I see it. And she has a kid already. A little boy. But, you know, 
I'm only saying that because she did Migrizi too. And she was part of the whole program. Because what they wanted was for me to join the army. Or some shit. I don't know. I think my, my, my folks, my family were part of this whole plan. My dad was talking. I don't know. I can't say because nobody was actually telling me who was saying what. But I think my family was involved too in the background. Of course, from Africa and shit. So, you know, they were instrumental in what was going on without telling me, even till today. There's a whole lot of detail. Nobody has come clean to say, we did this to you or we did that to you. But anyways, with the way things were going, Jackie moves into the house, says she has problems with her house. She has to move into the house. Probably she was doing that for, to be with me or to be closer with me. Or maybe, like she said, maybe I'll knock her off, you know what I mean? Get her pregnant and then just get a visa, you know, not, not marriage. That's what they wanted, actually. Just get somebody pregnant, get a visa, get a kid, basically, you know, to hold me on to. It was a ball and chain program they wanted to get down. But I didn't want nothing that didn't involve a rank, you know what I mean? Official shit. I get married to you. You have my last name. You know, we actually kick it as husband and wife. But she wasn't telling me. I wasn't seeing. I didn't really know how dirty this whole shit works in this country. And how. And I'm glad to God that um, it didn't work out. Because when we slept, you know, uh, I'll be honest, no protection on that one. I think she got, I think she got pregnant off it. But I, later, I think she aborted the kid. But who's to tell? Because she's sleeping with like half of the whole town. I didn't know, you know, she did the, the reflection she gave me was different from what she was actually doing. Because she tell me, oh, she's going to work. Da, da, da. Later, I see on, you know, <laughs> I start getting details informally on the computer that, you know, she's fucking around. She tell me she's working hard. Oh, she early in the morning, in the night. But when the relationship starts to fail, then she starts bringing, you know, I start seeing the evidence. She's coming down with the dudes down home, even fucking them in the house while I'm there. So, some stupid shit. But, you know, I'm the Christian. I didn't really take anything to it. They start doing what they start doing. The dude who I'm working with is overworking me. They're using me too much. You know, I wake up by, like, what? Same shit, 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, run, come back, have to go to work. So, you know, the whole clockwork schedule is coming down on me, and I'm getting paid, like, 8.50. Way less than what I was making in New York. Not way less, but I think I was making, what, $10 an hour. I'm making 8.50 in Florida. It's not adding up. So I have to look for other things. I'm going, you know, I tell the dude I have to leave. And he's overusing. He's actually using me. I think it was on the instructions of maybe Teddy Atlas or it's Chris. You know, like I said, the whole lot of people are in the background. I don't know who's pushing buttons. But they're using me too much. I'm breaking my back in that job. My joints start to deteriorate. Well, I won't say it starts to deteriorate. But, you know, I'm coming back home really maxed out. I leave the dude, I start looking for other jobs there. 
I say I want to change, you know, leave Florida, go somewhere else. But things are not adding up. I get blacklisted in the whole town. I go to places, they tell me, we have a job for you. I get there. It doesn't work out. I call some other places. I work like a week or I work like a few days dishwashing. After like one or two days, or maybe just a day, I come again, they fire me. What is going on here? Nobody wants, nobody can tell me anything. Okay, um, I start to understand that the same thing that's happening in North Carolina is happening here. I'm being blacklisted. You know, it's just a whole lot of fuckery. People are pushing buttons behind me. White America, basically. The plans that um, this girl wanted, Jackie, it's not coming into effect because girl is fucking around trying to control me. So at that point in time, I didn't know how many enemies I had. And I didn't know I had more than an enemy. Because at that point in time, I'm looking at Chris Hotel, Chris Hotel. I didn't know New York, Teddy Atlas, probably because of what had gone down with my mic in my mouth and all that. Mind you, all that time I was in Florida, I didn't know I had a mic in my mouth. I didn't know, I didn't know at that point in time. So, you know, having to recollect and, you know, put some kind of big ass paper trail on what was going on here. I, it didn't come to mind. I'm still naive, you know, smiling, laughing with everybody, even like it is to a certain point right now. When I left the dude I was working with, he's still, you know, the next door neighbor and shit. We're still making what we're making. But they overworking me, you know, six o'clock in the morning we leave. We don't have a stop time. We come back anytime the work stops. Anytime the work stops, meaning nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. I mean, sometimes we work in the site. We're in the foundation with bad with a flashlight from our phones. That's how crazy it was. Work, walking with the battery. That's 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 mad. But that's what I did. I went back home, doing what I had to do, looking for other jobs. Like I said, I sound scatterbrained and I would sound scatterbrained until this, you know, this whole recording is over because I'm just pulling too much information. I can't even remember now. Everywhere I work as a dishwasher, um, I wanted to work at a place where we're washing cars. Most places they rejected me. They'll tell me to come. When I get there, they put it off, which like I said, I don't know if it's KKK. I don't know if it's Teddy Atlas. I don't know who is doing what at this point in time now. They're thinking, oh, he's old. That's what they're saying. They say, oh, I'm old. I don't want to work. But my, my heart doesn't really chase something unless it looks like something straightforward is, is down there. You know, like it's worth that shit. So my training was just relegated to training at the field, the parks, I would not yet committed to the boxing gym that I'd already gone to, you know, after Roy Jones' father turned me down and some other gyms turned me down, Roy Jones was the primary reason I went to Pensacola. When it didn't work, I felt, well, I'll do it on my own. 
because part of the arrangement on leaving New York, I told Pat Russell, don't worry, if I get to Florida, I get to do what I need to do. And if it goes down, I wasn't even saying if it, I was sure it will go down right. I told him, if I win whatever golden gloves, maybe it's golden gloves or whatever amateur you know, belt they have in Florida, then I come back to meet you, to sign me. He was looking at me. I sounded funny to him, probably. But he said, okay, no problem. Because I was saying you would manage me if I get you know, done with the amateur thing in Florida. I was just sure about myself for some reason. Like, man, I'm going to win the belt, and when I come back, you go manage me. But he felt maybe I was bullshitting. This was like my passion statement, the conversation we had when I left New York. But then back in Florida, things start falling out of place. They start shutting me down in the whole town. Nobody would hire me. The church I was going to, they, even the church I was going to, they were looking at me with a different point of view. Later, down the line, I got to understand that whoever it was, I don't know if it's White America, Army White America, or it's Teddy Atlas, Irish, and the cops who were telling them that I was maybe a terrorist or something. I was just in the middle of a war nobody briefed me on. No one gave me no details about what was really going on. Nobody at all. Now I'm looking naive. To them, I'm looking foolish. To some, I'm looking like this guy does not even know what he's, he, he's into. I can remember getting in touch with some guy or some guy getting in touch with me on Facebook in Florida. And this guy tells me, oh, you're just a dude in a red shirt. I was trying to get a job. I think it was posting stuff or, or teleprompting. Or, I didn't know the details, but you know, all I just had to do was copy and paste or something. So he tells me how he's going to re-navigate my Facebook. I didn't understand that I was helping him hack my computer. <laughs> by myself. This guy was a white dude I met on Facebook, on Craigslist, who was actually going to give me a job on Facebook, doing some posting and paid up shit. And he was giving me instructions, you know, just talking a whole lot of crap, telling me what to press on my Facebook, we configure on my computer and stuff, but I didn't know I was being hacked even. But it seems, you know, like from what I do know, my like I said, the guys who sold that computer to me already hacked it. So I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's all some crazy detailed shit that I'm talking about right now. <sighs> Back to being unemployed. Back to being in some shitty-ass relationship with a chick who... Her mom is telling her, because of course, I know Angie. Angie was advising her on how to use sex to get me trapped. You know, early in the morning, she wakes up walking around the apartment. She's naked. All breast, titties, <laughs> ass. I'm seeing all that. And she's not wanting a relationship or she's wanting a relationship. I don't know. It, look, anybody know about... Um, something a book by Stephen King called Misery I think he did a movie of that that was exactly my life at that point in time 
miserable. That was what I was living, miserable. <laughs> but I didn't know what it was. I mean, I'm a Christian, and um, the, what you would call happy-go-lucky at that point. So I just felt I was, you know, I was still in the middle of the process. Things were turning. Things were turning. I just keep, you know, let me just keep pushing it, pushing it. The coach couldn't give me a job for some reason. He would tell me he knows somebody. Later, he tells me, well, he didn't work out. I was sparring there, putting in good sparring, working. I worked some of his best fighters. I beat them up. At least I did my best. I don't want to sound cocky. I think I came out on top. Um, but then, boxing was kind of fading out because I wasn't being able to put up with life. I wasn't able to survive. No jobs. Everybody that hires me, fires me. They hire me, they fight off nothing. Just, I work hard, but somehow. So, I go back to that guy. You know, like, okay. I tried to look for other means. It didn't work. Maybe I have to do a little bit, save up, and leave Florida. I can't keep up with that. He told me to go to Mississippi. Maybe I'll get something there. Now I come to think of it, Mississippi, of course. We're talking KKK, we're talking white America. So I was in the middle, still I'm in the middle of white American bullshit. I had no clue at all. Before that time, like I said, the, the whole Jackie episode, the girl getting pregnant, I bought in the pregnancy, I mean... As far as I, 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 I know, I stayed in that house and I think I witnessed two pregnancies being aborted. I think she aborted two pregnancies or something. <laughs> you know, them, them folks back, them country folks are used to that fucking around, like screwing everybody. <laughs> they get down crazy. But I didn't, you know, what can I say? It's my first time in American society. I don't know how shit be, go, be evening it out. Her friend actually wanted a bit of the whole, the piece of the action. She wanted it. I'm meeting a whole lot of people who, you know, they're looking at me and they wanted it too. <laughs> but I'm still the straightforward person. I want to meet the right woman. Da, 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 da. I keep to myself. Still working on my own. I'm doing my training alone, mainly alone. At that point in time. Because the gym was too far for me very far from me. I had to, I was on a bicycle going everywhere. In Pensacola, I never got on a bus. You can imagine that. This was year on, year on. I never took the bus in Pensacola. I was either walking, running, or bicycling to destinations, to and fro. It was hard. I went around the whole town on foot, the whole, the whole of Pensacola, north, south, east, west, on foot. Um, looking for a job, getting jobs, getting dropped off. Nobody give me a reason why I get fired. They just drop me off. White America behind, the Irish to the Atlas behind. Everybody chasing me without me even knowing they are chasing me. And I'm smiling through all this bullshit all the while it's going on. I break up with the Jackie thing. The whole Jackie thing was just some stupid ass because all she wanted was somebody, you know, some fuckboy. She's thinking that's how all blacks are. 
she comes from a racist white family who just thought they could have somebody who would just drop a kid and, you know, a personal ATM machine. <laughs> I say, okay, no problem. As a way to get back at me, they can't give me no work. I can't go out. I don't know the place enough to go and look for shelters. And I, I don't really know how the system works on that front. They agree, maybe I could pay less for the couch. So the guy who is having a room now has a couch. And then the one I'm dating now takes my room. <laughs> so while I'm sleeping on the couch, I'm seeing her walk in and out with guys, you know, fuckmates, basically. Like we're talking, I, mean, I don't know, uncountable numbers. I kid you not, Jackie was a horse. Like, <laughs> the shit was just stupid. Seriously, like, it's really stupid. But they're just doing what they're doing. Different faces every day, different faces every day, different faces every day. I think it got to a certain point where they started even paying for sex from her. I didn't, you know, she, she worked at a pizza shop. She was doing pizza delivery for one of them pizza places and I think she said she was trying to get into school for nursing or something I don't know some shit I don't know what was true or what was factual um fictional at that point I didn't know what was factual I didn't know what was fiction at that point in time but I'm just quiet whatever they say okay at least I have a couch to sleep on and then I'm looking for work outside um she has a sister who's married her sister's husband, we're a little bit of pals, but, you know, he's, con he, I mean, he drives around with a Confederate flag on his, on his car, so of course you understand what I'm saying when I say he's, like, seriously white supremacist racist. <laughs> but, you know, that one starts to tell me about some other people. He's sending a message, because they're using everybody now to send me messages. But the thing is, I do not know if it's the Irish the atlas or it's the kkk i don't know who is running shit at this point in time but i'm getting conflicting reports in the church they're trying to tell me that i was with the mob in new york in florida i don't understand that chris sortel and the black eye gym have the kkk on my ass so i'm in a bunch of bullshit but little did I know, because, you know, a little bit of my Jewish heritage did not inform me enough to look for people of my kind, too. You know, I mean, Jewish, who could probably put help me and stuff. And um, the information that they're giving me online, you know, there's a whole lot of propaganda that they, they, I, was, I got embroiled in. They're giving me information online trying to tell me that um, my heritage, which I'm talking about Jewish, part, partly Jewish heritage, that it's, you know, it's got some, just a whole lot of, bunch of bullshit. I don't want to get into, you know, detail, but they're talking a whole bunch of bullshit about it. So they kind of scare me off from going to look for my kin, you know, going to look for Jewish folks who could help me out of what I was going through. So I kind of shut myself off by myself because of the information they were giving me.
we, you know, put in a whole lot of posts. Then I start looking into other boxes I could get help from, writing everybody. I think about Floyd Mayweather. I say maybe I'll get to Floyd. They start sending information that Floyd, you know, they have something, it's all gay. And, you know, start sending me gay pictures. <laughs> Some serious propaganda. Sending me, you know, naked gay shit on my Facebook page. A whole lot of shit was going down I can't really describe. So, anybody I think about going to, they give me some background information. I change program. Anybody I think of going to, they do the same thing. So, they, you know, they're just sealing off all my entries and exits. I get tired. I start thinking about going back. I say I'm tired, man. I want to go back to Nigeria. They stopped me from working. So I'm with my passport. I can't save money for a ticket. So, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about every and any option that comes to mind. Do I, do I train? Do I jump on a plane and run away? Do I stay? Do I, what do I do? I'm confused. I don't know. Um, but, you know, my faith in myself, my faith in God, my faith in what I know that I have and I can still do is still with me. I'm not tripping off that one. But, you know, the help is not really coming through. Nobody, the one who I'm with is telling me, giving me all the options to go to the United States military for some reason. And, you know, they have a base up in, um, I think it's a military base up in Pensacola. Everybody has, when I say everybody, I'm talking about the girls. They have, uh, the girls in Pensacola, for say, they have this mentality of uh, marrying, you know, the army wife. Because, you know, they're thinking more about um, all the privileges that they have and, um, you know, what they get. I'm not, I've, I've not joined the military, so I don't know how shit be going down there. But they have, you know, this idea of things, life being easy when you're married to the military, you know, some military guy, some military dude. So that's the only option they could give me. You know, we're not really, we're talking about country folks there. But I meet some chick, you know, we just fucking around, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I love the girl. Don't get me wrong. I love the girl, but, it, you know, it was more about sex. Um the attraction, but she, you know, she, she looked like somebody who had purpose, but I think she was a hustler too and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I didn't get the, I don't really ask too much information. I'm more about, you know, communication and, you know, I don't really know. I want to know about your past. If you're straightforward, then, you know, we can kick it. So that's just what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I'm living right now on almost nothing. Because, you know, no work, nothing's working out. Then I come across a job, a nightclub, a Spanish nightclub. They say I could come over there and come do security at night. I probably, for the life of me, I think I probably should have written this whole thing down on a script so I could read. Because, you know, right now I'm sounding too stalky in my memory and stuff. I probably should have, and I'm not sounding too composed, but, you know, it is what it is to whoever's reading it, you know listening actually fuck it i just have to do it like this but anyways i'm working in this spanish nightclub at night mind you i have no money in my pocket before i get this job so i have to trek 
two hours or at least an hour and or probably a little bit more. I have to walk when I say trek, walk, because sometimes, you know, I get a flat. I have to push my bicycle by myself, walk all the way from where I am down to the club, which is like an hour, like two hours. <laughs> get there, stay at the door, do security. You know, girls, I, I, I see the girls there and stuff. I'm liking the, the, the life there, but it's not what I'm looking for. And, you know, I was more about somebody who had values, you know, Maybe maybe not too much on the Christian values, but somebody who had some values. Most of the chicks I met back in church, you know, yeah, they're good. But, you know, I still saw that arrogance thing. It put me off. I couldn't kick it with it. So, you know, and they're looking at it like I needed help. I need help. I'm on the streets. So why am I not taking anything that comes my way? So automatically people just believe that, you know, I'm arrogant. Because I'm not taking anything that comes my way. You know, like, what, what the fuck is wrong with him? We're giving him ass. He doesn't want to take. And he needs, he needs his papers. So anyways, you know, the, the, the story is just, um, the story is just up and down. That's all I get to do. They agree on, I think, 50 or $60 in the night. It didn't work out. They break it down again. Then they reduce it. All that stuff was systematically to frustrate me so I can save enough and leave and come back. But when I'm saying come back, I don't know now if we are talking about come back to North Carolina or come back to New York. Mind you, like I said, I don't know. Even till today, I don't really know how many hands were in the cookie jar. I mean, how many people were chasing me at that point in time. But it was obvious that there were things going down behind myself that I had no clue at all. Okay, we doing the nightclub thing. They're reducing my pay almost every week because it's, it was just a two-night work. You know, Saturday, Sunday. No, I'm Friday, Saturday. And then, you know, I get paid at night immediately after the job cash was 50 or 60 they reduced the amount i don't know how much i was coming up with but i remember at a certain point it got down to like 30 dollars or something or 40 or something i think 30 so when i get back home i have to pay 20 dollars and stay with 10 dollars for a whole week i think it was 20 or 15 i'm not too good with the details here but i do know for one, that I had to go to the dollar store and go buy me bread and live on dollar store bread for, <laughs> for a whole week. Um, put peanut butter on the dollar store bread, toast it, eat it in the morning, eat it at night. Okay, let me get to the next one. 